Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Pack your bags, pack your coolers, get the tent, throw it in, let's go. We have just 12 days before we have the Ring of Fire that will take place across the United States. On October 14th, 2023, eight states in the United States will witness a spectacular and rare event known as the Ring of Fire or the annual eclipse. Uh, During this phenomenon, approximately 90% of the sun will be obscured by the moon. Uh, So for the rest of the United States, you're just going to experience a partial eclipse, okay, where the sun won't fully be covered. Uh, The lucky states to witness the eclipse, uh, I'm sorry, the ring of fire, Oregon, Northern California, Northern Nevada, Southern Utah, Southwest Colorado, Northern Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Now, it's going to start about 9.15 Pacific. So make sure you bring snacks. Now, you can wait until next year, uh, April 8th, 2024, and we're going to get the total eclipse. (laughs) So, I mean, we've got that to look forward to as well. But for now, we have the Ring of Fire coming up on October 14th. And man, oh, I I, I don't know if you're as excited as I am, but... Excited I am. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. As long as we're looking ahead and uh, thinking about uh, good things to look forward to, uh, tonight we have the Mega Millions lotto drawing worth $300 million. That's $137.0 million cash payout. And then tomorrow night, we have the Powerball drawing, which is now $1.2 billion for the jackpot, $551.7 million cash payout. So those two are definitely something to look forward to. Another thing to look forward to is soft, moisturized skin. Yeah, I know. Uh, You know, like old school soap, hand poured uh, soap that cleans while moisturizing in a way that most commercial bars simply don't. And that's by design. Let me talk to you a little bit about QPGoatSoap.com. Most people who buy soap from the store don't realize what it's doing to their skin. I mean, store-bought soap, you know, it's going to clean your skin, but while doing so, it's drying out your skin. And then you have to buy products like lotions and uh, stuff, you know, made by the same company. Ha! Amazing how that works. Now, soap doesn't do that when it's made the right way with goat's milk. That's what Quinn Pittman discovered when he first started learning about soap. And he's been making it the right way ever since. If you want your skin to be clean, but also to retain its moisture, you need goat soap. And you'll want Quinn's goat soap. QPGoatSoap.com Quinn and his family are very proud of their product. They want you to know about it. Uh, And good for Quinn for being such a young entrepreneur. He's done something most kids his age would not or maybe even could not do. And that started a business. I've used the soap. I love it. And you should really check them out. QPGoatSoap.com. Use the promo code Jeffy and you're going to get 10% off your total order. That's QPGoatSoap.com. 
promo code Jeffy for 10% off your total order. Now, you know, Quinn is like 16 now. I mean, we've got to talk to him here. He's living the American dream. Uh, he started when he was nine. He's now 16. And, uh, you know, he got his first milk goats at nine years old. And then he realized, you know what? We should make soap from goat's milk for other people to enjoy. And he has and turned it into a great business. He's 16 now. Uh, I have to reach out and talk to Quinn because he definitely is living the American dream. So if you want your skin to be soft, moisturized, and luxurious, just go to qpgoatsoap.com. Use the promo code Jeffy. That'll get you 10% off your total order. qpgoatsoap.com. I mean, today's show is just what to look forward to. You can now get uh, Supreme Court Justice or former Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, now has her stamps available to purchase. I know, right? So how cool is that? (laughs) Uh, You can get a... You can't just buy one, though. Uh, Well, who would only want one? It's uh, the forever stamp from the uh, USPS. It's sold in pains of 20... And you can, the stamps cost 66 cents each. So that's what, 13, 14 bucks uh, for the pain of Ruth Bader Ginsburg stamps. And who doesn't want 20 Ruth Bader Ginsburg stamps staring at you when you open up the drawer? I, I certainly do. So uh, they unveiled it earlier this week, and her granddaughter uh, called the stamp particularly special among the tributes to her grandmother. Uh, She said, uh, stamps played a very large role in my grandmother's life from long before she ever sat on the federal bench. Me too. Oh man, stamps have played such a large role uh, in my life. I'm right there with Ruth. Uh, So you... (laughs) Now, Roman Martinez... Uh, the chairman of the USPS Board of Governors, by the way, which I would love to sit on. I mean, everybody wants to be the Postmaster General, and I did too. And I would still, you know, I'd probably take the job as Postmaster General, but really we found out in my investigation that where you want to be is on the Board of Governors. That's who makes the decisions. The uh, Postmaster General uh, is the do boy to the USPS Board of Governors. So you want to sit on the Board of Governors. Anyway, he, uh, <laughs> Roman, uh, said that uh, it uh, not only honors Ginsburg, but in fact, the Supreme Court as well. Now, she's not the only one. Uh, you know, the USPS uh, receives thousands of suggestions each year for new subjects for their stamps. And out of 103 Supreme Court justices who have passed away, only 14 now including Ginsburg, have been on a stamp. So she's in, she's in good company. <laughs> uh, so run out there to the post office and get your forever stamp. Really, the forever stamps are the way to kind of go, I think. Because uh, uh, even if it's, I don't care who's on the, I don't care who's on the cover. <laughs> who's on the top of the stamp. Uh, for, it's not going to be 60 cents. 66 cents a stamp. Wow. That's, uh, I'm sure that when Ruth uh, was uh, not on the federal bench, when she was just a young little whippersnapper, 
and uh, it played such a large role in her life. I bet the stamps were not 66 cents. <laughs> uh, they were probably a little bit cheaper. But anyway, get out there and get them. Congratulations to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and her family uh, for having now a forever stamp in memoriam. It's a, The stamp features the oil painting of Ginsburg wearing her black judicial robe and white collar. The Postal Service art director, Ethel Kessler, love her, designed the stamp. I think she uh, identifies as a her. Uh, designed the stamp by uh, with art by Michael J. Deese, which has passed on a photo, which is based on a photograph by Philip Birmingham. So wait, uh, the Postal Service art director, Ethel Kessler, designed the stamp with art by Michael J. Deese, which was based on a photograph by Philip Birmingham. So Philip took a picture. Michael painted a paint. Michael had a painting based on the picture and the postal service art director, Ethel turned it into a stamp. So congratulations to all involved in the Ruth Bader Ginsburg USPS forever stamp. Wow. Something else to look forward to. This is an uplifting show already. Uh, if you love trucks, uh, which, I mean, hello, no one supports trucks and truckers uh, more than this show and myself. Uh, there is the 6th Annual Peterbilt Pride and Class Truck Parade taking place in Denton, Texas on Friday the 13th. Okay, so let's just be clear. We're having a big trucker parade on Friday the 13th. I think we could have picked a better date. But they didn't, they didn't consult me. Denton, uh, Denton County uh, did not uh, consult me. It's, uh, they're trying to raise awareness uh, for United Way. They're bringing donations for the United Way of Denton County. And uh, it's you know part of the Peterbilt Motors Company is, is there for a little bit of help. So it'd be kind of fun to see uh, the... Now, they claim they have 50 Peterbilts for the parade. But last year, when you read about the parade last year, this is the sixth one, remember? Last year, they had nearly 60 trucks. What's happening? Uh, let's get some Peterbilts out there. Why? We should get more every year, not less. What's going on? Get the Peterbilt truckers in here to Denton for the annual... What's the title again? Oh, yeah. The sixth annual Peterbilt Pride and Class Truck Parade. Or Friday, maybe it's Friday the 13th. Maybe some of the truckers were like, whoa, hey, we're all for the parade and we're all for the United Way, but we do not want to have the parade on Friday the 13th. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll head out there and, and see the old Peter Built Parade. <laughs> uh, it'd be fun. Uh, it'd be fun to see it. So, if you have an opportunity to get out there, you know, if you dare to venture out of your home on Friday the 13th, uh, get out there to Denton and uh, enjoy the Peterbilt Pride and Class Truck Parade. And again, I know that the headquarters is in Denton. So why are we only having 50 Peterbilts? Uh, it would seem to me that uh, we should be able to get more than 50 Peterbilts for this parade. So let's get a let's get a move on with that. I know you didn't consult me or anything, and it's a it's a big deal. It's going to take place uh, around the town square on Friday night, Friday the 13th night. And uh, all, there's no music 
And there's go oh, well, they don't want music because the trucks are going to be <laughs> the trucks are probably going to be pretty loud. But you're going to have the lights, uh, the the horns. It'll be fun to go. It actually would be fun to go and see this. But we need more than 50 trucks. What are we doing? That's embarrassing that we can't get more than. I mean, last year at 60, we need to have at least 61. Every year needs to have more. So make that happen, Peterbilt. Make that happen. All right, one more thing to look forward to. It's uplifting again. Uh, well, it's this is kind of uplifting. Uh, we're going to have a, a nationwide test of the EAS and wireless emergency alert system uh, tomorrow afternoon at uh, 2.20 p.m. Eastern. So... Now, they claim every story says, don't panic. This is a test, but I hope that it is only a test. I want it to be only a test. Uh, it's going to be uh, the EAS portion of the test will send an emergency alert to all radios and televisions, while the WEA portion of the test will direct alerts to all consumer cell phones. So the purpose of the test of course, is to ensure that the systems continue to be effective means of warning the public about emergencies, particularly those on the national level. Uh, that's what the Federal Emergency Management Agency said, and they're conduct conducting the test in coordination, of course, with the FCC. So be ready for that tomorrow afternoon. It's just a test. And I know many of you, uh, or at least many of you, some of you have your conspiracy theories about the test. So I would say that if you, you know, think that something is going to be added to your phone or that something else bad is going to happen, just shut your phone off. Just shut your phone off. Can you do that? Can you do that? Just shut your phone off. All right. That's all you got to do. Otherwise, this is only a test. All right. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Congratulations to Paris Hilton, who just inked a deal with X to be a contributor to X. Well, she signed a deal with X and her 1111 Media Company. Uh, she will work together to create uh, four original video content programs per year that include live shopping features. She will also serve as a launch partner for new ex-consumer products, services, and feature releases, according to the company. Now, she has 16.6 million followers on X, a little bit more than at JeffyJFR, my Twitter account. But, uh, you know, I, I could ink a deal with X at any time. Uh, X said that uh, the agreement between uh, X and 1111 Media, uh, which is, they created a financial arrangement that is attractive to both parties. Now, Paris posted this yesterday on her X account. Hey, X fam, it's Paris. I'm so excited to announce an official partnership with X today. Together, we're going to be exploring new ways to connect with all of you across video, live video, live shopping, and even spaces. And we're just getting started. Loves it. Loves it. <laughs> loves it and she's always uh, posting with her hashtag uh, sliving uh, I think and even uh, ex-CEO Linda what's her name what's her face I can't ever remember her stupid name 
Yaccarino. Yes, Linda Yaccarino. She's the CEO of X. I apologize, Linda. Maybe that's why I haven't inked a deal with you yet. <laughs> uh, but she hashtagged it with sliving on X. Uh, hashtag capital S L-I-V-I-N-G. That's a Paris uh, hashtag that she tries to trend ever so often. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I know that uh, you know Paris is the queen of pop culture is she the music business yeah which she just posted a new song by the way uh is she uh, interesting how it all seems to tie together isn't it yes it is anyway congratulations to uh, x and to paris for inking the deal linda uh miss yaccarino uh the ceo of x listen uh if you need to reach out to me uh you can just dm me on your platform x and uh, we could get together and i would love to uh you know do some stuff with you we could we can work out a deal i'm sure that we can reach a financial arrangement that will be attractive to both parties i promise you that but congratulations to paris and her deal with x can't wait for the original video content programs and of course her live shopping features and uh, just the new products from X that she's going to announce. She just was in some fashion show too. She walked the runway uh, at Muggler and so uh, she loved uh, so it was iconic. Proud to be part of your big night. Uh, congratulations to Casey Caldwalder. Uh, congratulations on another epic collection. So congr- I mean, it's a, it's a Paris Hilton world and we just live in it. Right? Right. I mean, I thought it was a Taylor Swift world. Nope. I thought it was a Katy Perry world. Nope. It's Paris Hilton world. And we just live in it. Loves it. And I see, speaking of uh, media influencers, I see where uh, Mr. Beast, you know, Jimmy Donaldson, uh, is going to advertise his Feastable logo on the Hornets uniforms. Huh. So he inked a deal with the Charlotte Hornets, and they're going to have a jersey patch partnership with Mr. Beast. So I guess that it's going to be, they're going to have the patch on the uniform, and then when they do uh, news conferences, you'll have the uh, Feastables in the media backdrop as well. Interesting. I mean, look, Mr. Beast has got, what, 350 million combined followers? on uh, YouTube, TikTok, X, and Instagram a tad more than I do. <laughs> just a little bit. I'm getting there, but just a little bit. Like, like you know, I, I've got Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher YouTube. I've got at Jeffy JFR on X, and I've got Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram. I don't have a Jeff Fisher Radio on TikTok. I do have a Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook. So, I mean, I'm getting there. Uh, you know, I've got a couple other smaller social media accounts, so I'm almost at 350 million. Not quite, not quite. But, uh, you know, the, the Hornets, I mean, Jordan just sold his rights or most of his rights, the majority ownership to the Hornets uh, earlier this year. So now they're trying to, you know, get some of the, get making some more money. So good for them. Anyway, congratulations to. Mr. Beast and his jersey patch deal with the Charlotte Hornets. I see where other royal experts are listening in on chewing the fat because I told you that Meghan and Harry 
were not going to last much longer. And now it's being reported. Harry obviously wants to get his old life back. Uh, Megan has shut the door on all his old, all his old friends. Uh, she has made him distance himself from all of the UK people and his old residents. They don't even have a place in the UK anymore. Uh, he's not a royal. I'm sure he misses life as a royal. That's a good gig, man. <laughs> he should have known that. That's a really good gig. I know it was tough. I know that you had to go and visit people and travel the world, but man, it's tough. And uh, the media attention that they got, that they received, I know was difficult. And I, I, I do actually mean that. Uh, you know, the, the media relationship was really hard. But, you know, once you get behind the walls of the castle, it kind of goes away. So you're kind of okay. <laughs> yeah, boy, do I hate them taking pictures of me. I guess I'll just go stay at the palace. Oh, okay, let's do that. <laughs> but he he can't go back. I mean, he could... Look, I think the divorce is coming. And I think that he takes the kids and we the money shot is him walking into Buckingham Palace with the kids without Meghan. And Meghan is back in California trying to be in the remake of Suits or saying, you know, I'm considering running for senator so people pay attention to her, uh, something like that. But the money shot is Harry walking back into the palace with the kids, and that's going to happen. I, I, I darn near guarantee that. That is going to happen. But remember, you can't go back. I mean, Billy Joel said it. Billy Joel said it years ago. And scenes from an Italian restaurant. Uh, they got a divorce as a matter of course. And they parted the closest of friends. Then the king and the queen. Oh my gosh. Went back to the green. But you could never go back there again. Uh, that's quoting Billy Joel. And uh, that's a scene from an Italian restaurant. So Billy had some, uh, some forethought into what was going to happen with Harry and Meghan. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so who died today? Who died today? We'll begin with Samantha Hayes, 27. Rest in peace. Dead. Uh, she died uh, this past week after being hit by the wing of an aircraft. <laughs> That's not even funny. Why are you laughing? That's not even funny. It's in Oklahoma. She's out mowing the lawn. And a plane, I guess, was landing. And the pilot, 70-year-old James Baxter, said, Yeah, you know, I saw her on her lawnmower. I tried to pull up, but... Hey, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Those are my words, not his. His words were, I tried to pull up to avoid hitting her. But the plane's wing hits her in the head. Uh, you just don't expect that when you're out mowing the lawn on the old riding lawnmower, do you? No. Uh, we don't know if uh, the pilot is going to face any charges. Uh, you know, she was a wonderful mom. She had three babies. Oh, she was a single mom. So sad. So I don't know if she was, if the guy was landing and she was out mowing the airport's lawn. So it was like a tractor lawnmower. You know, it wasn't just, 
Was it just a little household riding lawnmower? But it doesn't say. It just says that she was mowing the lawn and the pilot, you know, said, I saw her on the lawnmower and I tried to pull up to avoid hitting her. I mean, you normally don't mow the tarmac where planes land. So I don't know who's at fault. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if it was her. Uh, wandering around on the tarmac at this local airport or if it was him who was, you know, landing where he wasn't supposed to land. So, but anyway, uh, Samantha Hayes, who was hit in the back of the head by a plane wing uh, while riding her lawnmower, is dead at the age of 27. Rest in peace. It's a sad story. I don't know why you're smiling. Uh, Also, uh, who died today? Uh, longtime ESPN Major League Baseball writer Jim Kappel dead at 61. I know, very sad. Uh, he just is, passed away at 61. He was uh, worked for uh, ESPN for 17 years, and then uh, you know went over to the Athletic because ESPN probably cut him loose. And uh, his cause of death was not immediately announced, so I'm sure it wasn't that. I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with that. So, why don't you just stop thinking that, okay? He was 61. Could have... It wasn't that, all right? Then we have uh, Brianne McKean. Brianne McKean, a senior in a high school. Uh, Brianne McKean, 17-year-old. Wow. Uh, In Ohio. uh, Just dropped dead. Huh. Amazing. So... She just died? Yes. Uh, She was, uh, they were at the uh, football field. They were having pregame festivities. She was a homecoming queen candidate. And uh, she just collapsed on the field and died. So it's an undisclosed medical emergency. I'm sure it wasn't that though. I'm sure it wasn't that. Because they would have said something. Uh, if it was that, they wouldn't have just said it was an undisclosed medical emergency. Uh, if it was that, right? Right. So, Brianne McKean, uh, 17, rest in peace. Very, very sad. Okay, so this is kind of a who died today. Uh, it was a 300 year old tree uh, near the Roman landmark of uh, Hadrian's Wall in northeast uh, England. So the British police have made a second arrest over the cutting down of this 300-year-old tree. Uh, They arrested a 16-year-old who's now out on bail, and now they've arrested a man in his 60s, and he is being questioned and is in custody. There's no uh, report on why it was cut down. It's this, uh, I mean, it was a landmark. It's an iconic tree. Uh, nobody understands why it would be cut down. There's pictures of, you know, these people standing around this tree stump. (laughs) I know it's sad. I'm not laughing at that. It's just, we're standing around a tree stump. Okay. Come on now. So, uh, it's very sad. It's widespread disgust, right? I'm disgusted as well. And, uh, won't have it. All right. We need to plant a whole new forest in its honor. I don't, I don't disagree with that. The tree was the main landmarks along Hadrian's wall, a UNESCO world heritage site. 
built uh, the site they built nearly 2,000 years ago when Britain was part of the Roman Empire to guard its northwestern frontier so the site was 2,000 years old the tree apparently was only 300 years old so I don't know what they're going to do they hope that maybe the trunk could grow again Uh, you know it's worth a try (laughs) but they're concerned now that it's just a tree stump that uh you know, other wildlife will damage it. Yeah, you know, like nature does. <laughs> but the experts say uh, the first shoots of recovery should start to appear in the spring, and the tree could get to be eight feet tall, uh, though it will be a little bushy. And uh, it'll take a long time to get back to the size that it was as a 300 year old tree it doesn't say what kind of tree it was it's just a, it's a landmark and it doesn't say why you would cut it down i'm mean, really why would you cut this landmark tree down it just you know i'm i got stoned and uh, one thing led to another the next thing you know we're out cutting down this tree so rest in peace british landmark 300 year old tree Oh, yeah, and hey, we mentioned Katy Perry uh, earlier because I thought, you know, we're living in a Paris Hilton world, not a Taylor Swift world, not a Katy Perry world, but we're kind of living in uh, a Paris Hilton, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry world. They kind of are riding in the same kind of world. Now we're getting a new law, I'm sorry, a new act uh, on behalf of Katy Perry. Uh, It's the Protecting Elder Realty for Retirement Years, Perry Act. Get it? P-E-R-R-Y. It's soon to be introduced in several states. It would give home sellers age 75 and up, up to 72 hours to change their mind about parting ways with a personal residence. Why didn't they just make it 75 and up, get 75 hours, 75 for 75? Well, whatever. Uh, It stems from a lawsuit that went to trial last week. Remember, she's being sued her and hubby orlando bloom by that carl westcott we talked about that the guy who uh he founded 1-800 flowers and he's uh and again it also says here he's the father-in-law of real housewife cameron westcott oh okay now he suffers from a rare neurodegenerative disease and he agreed to sell his santa monica or santa barbara mansion to katie and orlando for 14.2 million back in 2020 and then tried to renege on the sale a few days later and he claimed that when he signed the paperwork his judgment was clouded by post-surgery painkillers he was taking oh you know okay and so this is going to court and we'll see what happens in this case and now we're you know katie perry and orlando bloom have you know have stoked the fires for the perry act but remember this remember I, I found this interesting i'd forgotten about this and we talked about it too is that uh you know katie perry and uh i don't know if orlando was in on it with this deal or not a few years ago but she won the case she won this case she tried to buy a uh old nunnery i know it was a convent but she bought an old convent from some old elder i'm sorry not old elderly nuns and uh, she won that lawsuit 
because you know, I guess the I guess the nuns, the elderly nuns, signed the deal. Uh, gave, you know, she was able to buy the the convent. I don't know if she still owns it. I don't know what she's doing with it, but it doesn't matter because it's her money and she can do with it what she wants. But we'll see uh, what happens with the Perry Act, and also we'll see if uh, Carl Westcott wins his case in the Santa Barbara case. Good luck, Katie. Good luck for ripping off old people. I'm sorry, elderly people. So there's like three big trials going on right now uh, around America. Um, Maybe, let's see, we've got President Trump. Right. We've got uh, Trump in court. Remember, New York Attorney General Letizia James accused Trump of inflating the value of his real estate holdings. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, so is Trump going to take the witness stand? I don't know. The judge has already taken away business certificates from the Trump organization, Trump and his sons. Now James is looking to get Trump to pay $250 million in penalties. Eh, okay, we'll we'll see. I mean, we have yesterday was the first day, and the judge, uh, you know, already agreed that the statute of limitations is in effect, meaning transactions that closed before 2014 should be out of the case. Therefore, 80 percent of the case is already dropped. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the rest of the case. I mean, we all know that it's ridiculous, and it certainly will not hurt. Donald Trump and his uh, and his MAGA crowd uh, coming after him. There's no doubt about that. They they will continue to go after him and they will continue to support him. So I don't know what we're doing here. It's just this a never-ending battle against Donald Trump. So bad. Then we have the Sam Bankman-Fried trial, the crypto trial, going uh, starting today. As a matter of fact, today is the third of October, 2023. Uh, He has pleaded not guilty to seven counts of fraud and conspiracy related to the collapse of FTX. That's the cryptocurrency exchange he founded. Federal prosecutors accuse him of using the now bankrupt FTX to steal billions of dollars from customers and investors. They say he used that money partly for real estate purchases and to plug losses at his risky crypto trading firm, Alameda Research all while touting FTX as safe and buying endorsements from familiar faces. I mean, we all have seen the Tom Brady and the Larry David commercials. Uh, Prosecutors plan to introduce 1,300 pieces of evidence, including financial records, text messages, audio recordings from an internal meeting where Alameda CEO and SBF's ex-girlfriend Caroline Ellison allegedly says Bankman Freed signed off on pumping Alameda with FTX customer funds. Ellison and her two FTX co-founders already pleaded guilty to fraud and will testify against Sam in this case. Okay, so I mean, I don't know what his case is. His case, I guess, is saying that uh, there's no criminal intent. Uh, he was just trying to keep everything alive and that they're going to blame everything on Ellison. I I would as well. Well, why not blame her, blame the CEO, blame everyone but you. That's uh, their fault. Uh, I don't know what they were doing. So I'm really smart, but I'm dumb. So sorry. I've convicted... Uh, He could get 110 years in prison. He's been in jail since August after the child judge uh, revoked his 
$250 million bail for alleged witness tampering, <laughs> uh, leaking the Ellison's diary entries to the New York Times. Before that, he was staying at uh, the home of his parents, remember, who are being sued by FTX. Really weird how that uh, how that got him. Uh, I don't know. They, they, the parents, it's, that's a strange, that's a whole strange relationship. So we have the FTX uh, collapse, and that means the government could crack down on crypto. Huh. Funny how that happens. Then we have the Microsoft Google court case, the antitrust lawsuit against Google. Uh, the Microsoft CEO said that Google has an unfair advantage. Uh, really? Microsoft thinks Google has an unfair advantage? Maybe make your product better, Microsoft CEO. Uh, anyway, uh, Satya Nadella said that the search giants deals making it uh, default on Apple devices have helped lead to a ubiquity that makes it hard to create a true rival, even with AI. Despite my enthusiasm that there is a new angle with AI, I worry that uh, this vicious cycle that I'm trapped in could get even more vicious. The case against Google is the biggest tech anti-monopoly case since uh, whenever. I mean, they tried to break Microsoft up 25 years ago. Remember, and this is the same case where the Apple executive told the court in this case that it kept Google as the default search option for its devices because there wasn't a valid alternative. Now, I'm sure Microsoft CEO would say, well, yes, there is. Uh, how about Bing? How about Bing? And I think the reply should be, have you ever tried to use your own product uh, compared to Google? Maybe you ought to work on that. But I'm sure that won't happen in court. <laughs> it should. And we have some new information on Hunter. Uh, Hunter Biden, that is son of our president, uh, Joseph Robinette Biden. Remember we had the report where he was uh, spending, I don't know, $30,000 on escorts in five months. And they had documents and texts and videos showing how he was uh, spending all this money on ex uh, uh, on escorts. Now we have new information that it was uh, he was hiring prostitutes from an Eastern European sex trafficking ring during these drug binges and falsifying checks to pay women. <laughs> I mean, investigators found payments from Hunter and his companies to a suspected Eastern European prostitution ring. A suspected prostitution ring, I might add. Uh, those associated with the ring uh, included women with Russian passports and a China-based company to which money was funneled. So, it's just more hunter with prostitutes and drugs yeah uh nothing that's not gonna it's not gonna surprise us anymore is it no no it is not but uh you know i've always been a fan of eastern eastern block women so you know not the obviously not nothing to do with the eastern block sex trafficking rings but i am a fan of eastern block women uh, i've been quoted on that for many years <laughs> uh, the guy is just a dirtbag. It's just, it's just a complete dirtbag. And you know the saying, the old apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I think you know what I'm saying. All right, I'll leave you with this. Uh, this was sent to me, and uh, we'll leave it. It's kind of the joke of the day, kind of the thought of the day. Something that, you know, will make you think about yourself a little bit, okay? Uh, I just watched my dog chase his tail for five minutes and thought, 
Wow, dogs are easily entertained. Then I realized I just watched my dog chase his tail for five minutes. Think about it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.